Yo, yo, what is up, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Today, I am sitting down with Chris Baden, who is a wildly successful and high-achieving tech entrepreneur that I happen to be friends with. And I brought him on today for a couple of different reasons. Number one is, even though this guy's mega successful, um, he loves Jesus, and he sees his mission as expanding the kingdom of God. Uh, but the second thing is uh, Chris and I are in a group together of business owners and he's just been sharing some really powerful stuff about how growth comes from surrender, uh, you know, the importance of gaining the word every day. Um, like he, th- there's just a couple like nuts and bolts that he's been sharing that have been so powerful for our group. And I brought him on because he has his own story of pornography and um, and how it kind of impacted his life and how he quit and why his life is better. Um, and obviously, you know, his success in business is a great demonstration of that. Uh, this guy also was on American Ninja Warrior for three seasons. So uh, hopefully you're starting to get the flavor of what this guy is like and what he's capable of. It's a fascinating interview and we cover the whole gamut, everything from sexual integrity to productivity to just being on fire for Jesus, you know, and what that means and what that looks like. So I know you're going to get a lot of value. It's a wide-ranging interview and pretty good chance that you will learn something or be inspired along the way. Chris dropped a lot of gold. He shared really candidly and, um, man, this was a really, just really cool interview. So without further ado, let's jump in. This is my interview with Chris Baden. So here's the million-dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose, supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. All right. Well, Chris Baden, it is a privilege, man, to uh, to reconnect here after a little while and to have you on the podcast. Welcome, man. Cynthia, what's up, man? And fellow dad, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm in the club. It feel no no one ever told me there was like this elusive club, but now that I'm here, I'm like you know everybody's like, oh yeah, he's one of us. You know, it's kind of funny. Rule number works. one of dad club: don't talk about dad club. <laughs> shoot, shoot, I'm new. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, we're both dads. It's, it's fine. It's cool. You're, oh, okay, you're in the club now. <laughs> no, it's uh, thanks, man. I, I I appreciate that. Um, you you mentioned your dad as well. So for our audience to know, um, how many kids do you have? What are their ages and and names or whatever you want to share about them? Yes. Uh, while I do enjoy business, apparently my hobby is growing a family. I have three kids. Uh, <laughs> I I I think we're done, but that's what I said after two. So stay tuned. We'll see. <laughs> um. Yeah. But we we just celebrated ten years of marriage. Wow. A couple months ago, we've been together almost sixteen years now. Um, Jeez. and, uh, it, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, yeah. Like be, you know, married 10 years, been together 16 years. So we're, we're almost past the honeymoon phase, uh, at this <laughs> point, uh, we, we do still love each other, like each other, which is great. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. And three kids. How old are your kids? Yeah. Seven, six, and three. Uh, yeah. So you guys had been together for almost nine, almost 10 years before you had your first kid, like between dating and Ooh. marriage. Yeah, yeah, you get the, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, just about, just about. Yeah, very, very interesting. That's actually, that might be a, a cool place to start. You have a, a couple of really interesting facets of your story, but we were talking off camera just about how, why waiting during, uh, you know, when you're dating, waiting until marriage, um, to be intimate with your significant other, why that is so valuable, not just because it honors the, the rules and the laws of God, which obviously, that in of itself is very valuable. But you were talking about kind of just building the discipline. Um, and you guys, it's, I guess if I'm doing the math right, you dated for six years before you got married. So were you guys waited that entire time? We did. Uh, we did. Um, and, and here's, here's a couple of things that I'll throw out there to the audience. You know, I, I'm totally open and fine to talk about any and all of these things. And we're going to get into some really good things that I, I haven't shared ever on a podcast. That's for sure. Oh, nice. Let's uh, go. But, but I'm, I'm totally open to share these things. My intention for anyone listening is that this is, uh, impactful, empowering and encouraging. Um, it's important to me. This this is a total selfish part part of the the segment here, Cynthia. It's important to me that people know when it comes to the sexual side of life, 
like I don't carry any judgment for someone else. Uh, there's, mm. it's so emotional, it's so impactful, it's so deep yeah. uh, that it's so easy to to um, carry identity and false identity around so much of it, and mm. it can be really scarring. All this being said, anything I say today, anyone listening, watching, um, that that I I'm not speaking ze- from zero place of judgment, but what I am open to is is staying with an integrity with myself and honestly communicating the things that I've felt and experienced. And, you know, maybe some of those things you can relate to as, as I share and, and can help uh, create some breakthrough for you. Yeah. There's no, my that, disclaimer. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's, I think that's fair, man. I think, I think it's helpful. It's always good, always good to mention. So uh, yeah, appreciate that. Yes. Now that all being said, all right, you know, gloves are off. Let's, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, my path, uh, I had a really, really, um, uh, clear and powerful experience in my my teenage years that shifted the very trajectory of how I approached love, sex, and marriage, hmm. and and so my story is a path where we did wait for marriage, uh, and and you know one maybe last asterisk disclaimer from you know my worldview and, and beliefs like no matter what righteousness or faults that I do or don't do in life, God's grace covers all of them. Mm. All of it falls short. And so whether, despite my past or someone else's past, like those, his grace and goodness is what, like, I'm not just saying this as like a believer or like, uh, you know, righteous thing or something. I'm like, no, no, no. Like if you've experienced his presence and his power and his goodness, you understand that it is that, that is the key. Yeah. Uh, it is not in our behaviors or our thinking. It is his grace. There is a different power there. And it is that power that freed me from some of my addictions mm. and in a really dark path uh, that I was right on the cliff of. Um, wow. And so not to leave everyone hanging, uh, <laughs> here, here's where some of that started. Um, there there were, you know, I, I came across porn in a couple different uh, areas of, of life and uh if being completely honest, like, listen, I haven't struggled too much with like drugs or alcohol. Um, but women are very beautiful to me. Uh, and, and there was definitely a red blooded male natural attraction. Uh, and it's healthy and strong. And so as, as a teenage boy, I like my, some of my first, uh, experiences of not, not even porn, frankly, like I forget what it was called. You might even know it was like, it wasn't like LimeWire or, yeah, there's Kazaa, there's LimeWire. Kazaa, Napster. It was like in that genre. And yes. I was like looking for cool cars. And and I and and as I'm looking through like these different cars, I was like, you can find all kinds of stuff on here instead of music. <laughs> I don't remember what the headline was, but I remember how I felt inside. Mm, right. There was just something that took over and I was like, what is that? Yeah. And and then I click it and it was like some girl in a bikini and you know, she's on a beach, like on her knees and all wet. And I see this, Cynthia, and inside I was like, girls do this? This is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I found gold. This is the best thing ever. Dude, did you know? Like, like, I got to go tell (laughs) But Like, this is. um." So there is, you know, uh, needless to say, some dopamine. uh, dopamine, uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So all the things are are firing. And I was like, this is awesome. Now, to speed this up. Um, this, you know, so you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Then you move on and whatever. Right. But then the thought in the imagery and, and you, <laughs> uh, I didn't understand. I know, uh, so much more how I'm, I, and, and humans are wired a little bit more now, not just to the hormone dopamine or serotonin and oxytocin and all these, you know, endorphins, different things. Yeah. Um, but, but but the imagery and the um, how that affects the thinking and emotional health and mental health and all these different things before you even get to sexual health and relationship health. Yeah. So here's, here's a, here's an interesting twist. Um, Many listening to this or have been down some of this path. Uh, The the frequency increased. Yes. (laughs) The desire, (laughs) the exploration, um, you know, uh, increased and it increased to a point to where, there was one particular day, and this is the moment that shifted everything. I was, you know, I'm, I'm playing sports, I'm in school, I'm, I'm focused on things, and I've always been a high performer. And so anything that gets in my way gets annoying. And as I re- I'll never forget this day, Cynthia, I was walking to my room, 
And over my behind me, over my left shoulder was the computer room, which was, you know, the uh, the, the land of discovery at that point in life. Yeah. And so as I'm walking forward, I I've like felt like there was no one there, but I felt something physically grab my shirt and start to pull me back like huh. into the room. Wow. And it freaked me out. Jeez. And, and I don't know, like, was it, I don't know. I don't need to, I don't even feel the need to like try to figure out what it was. It was enough for me to never forget the moment and in the moment stop and being like, what was that? I don't like that. Yeah. It was like something was slowly more and more taking over me. Now, meanwhile, in contrast, um, I was just starting to learn, like I got baptized when I was 14. And it was around this time, 14, 15 ish, that I was starting. The p- porn came into my life and I was also struggling. Funny how that timing works. Mm. And and I I can't remember the exact verse, but and you, you might even know it, Cynthia, because I know you're dialed in on this stuff, but it was not a hint of sexual immorality. Right. And I immediately closed the Bible right after I read that. I was like, no, I, didn't see, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> the conviction was all, the not the condemnation. The conviction, very different, mm. was almost immediate. But, but I don't want to see that because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Because before sure. I was in uh, blissful ignorance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or unprotected. Uh, ign- I don't know. We, there's yeah. all kinds of adjectives <laughs> we can use. Anyway, I have a couple more thoughts on this, but I've been talking a ton, Cynthia. Yeah. What are some things that you think are standing out or hitting you? So how old were you when this happened? You so, had this moment. This is 15 when I had this moment. 15 when you have this moment. Okay, got it. Um, not a hint of sexual immorality. Yes, Ephesians 5, I believe that is. And um, that's that's really powerful. What what would you say? So uh, again, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to do math here. And I'm, timelines are always helpful for me when I hear people's stories. You haven't met your, your wife yet, no. right? You're a single guy? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay, got it. Really, really interesting. So what was the... Like I, I, I can actually. I'm like picturing like the red devil on one of your shoulders that's trying to pull your shirt, and then you have this kind of scripture that's anchoring you as well at the same time. Um, what happens from there? Does this battle go on? Does it, I, I know that you kind of alluded that like something really changed in that moment. Um, what what yeah. exactly happened? And and like anyone's dis, you know decision making in life, it's there's there's that one or two more pronounced or memorable moments but Mm -hmm. really when we think back and kind of go back to that time of life there was a series of events that were really leading and guiding a certain direction and i really want someone to hear this particular point there was a gap between that moment and me reading the scripture right okay and and there's a big difference before the scripture and after the scripture (laughs) there's power in his presence there's power in his word it, it, you know, the, the giant ship, right. But it's the little rudder that directs the giant ship and that's our tongue. Yeah. And so how, what we're thinking and what we're speaking does matter. I'm not saying it's everything, but it's, it's a lot of it. Right. Yes. And so here's the gap. When I felt that I didn't know, like know what to do. It still was, uh, it took my willpower to try to manufacture behavior um, but manufacturing and will like willpower only lasts so long, but surrender at last for eternity. Mm. If someone's fighting this battle, and this is any addiction or any like thing that you're you're adjusting, mm-hmm. if you're not aligned and you're focused on discipline and and, and uh willpower, now those are good things, they're not bad things, but I'm saying yeah, right. those will get you through for a day, those will get you through for a couple of weeks, maybe a year, but they will not. You will wear down. You will break down. I don't yeah. care how stubborn. Listen, I, I'm. You know, I know because I'm the stubborn. You know, <laughs> guy at times that's just pig-headed and like gonna do the thing. I'm gonna get the job done no matter what. Yes, we wear down. We burn out because because we're carrying and we're doing something that we were not designed to carry mm, and do. Man, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. So, so the power of surrender trumps discipline and will so if you feel alone like you you can't change and that's just how you're wired those are all lies that is not your identity you're a king's kid and it is his grace and power his yoke is easy and his burden is light now there is yoke you got something to carry it's not like (laughs) you're doing nothing but it is light and it is within the design of how you were meant 
uh, to function. Now, check this out. Then I read the verse. Now I'm responsible. Yeah. Now I'm no. I'm beginning to shift from willpower to surrender. And I, yeah. it was like a blender, Cynthia. That <laughs> the verse was inside me and it was stirring and stirring. I couldn't stop thought, thinking about it even more than what was going on. His mm. goodness and his truth and wisdom are more addictive and more powerful than even whatever other spiritual lust, darkness there is. Yeah. And so I, you know, also had masturbation in my life. Now, I don't know your stance on that. Anyone listening, watching, again, I'm not here to counsel. I'm not here to advise. That is sure. Sophia's role. Reach out <laughs> to him for all this stuff. I am simply opening up and honestly sharing what I chose to do and why I chose to do it. Hmm. And for me, that uh, I, I, when I, my time with God, he said, not a hint. He's like, hmm. sex was designed, you know, uh, in the context of marriage. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, God? Now I'm sick. This now that was 15. It took, you know, I was 15 and, and change, right? Sure. And by the by the time I was 60, I'm stirring on this thing. This is a process. This isn't like I just flip a switch, right? Yeah. By the time I'm 16, I say, okay, God, you know what? I give you my life. I've surrendered, you know, salvation, right? I, I was baptized when I was 14, but I was like, I surrender this part of my life to you. Yeah. I want to experience love. Set this was my literal prayer love, sex, and marriage the way that you designed it. Hmm. I had no idea what I was signing up for. If I did at the moment, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, while we know what we want, he knows what we need. Hmm. And, and the, at the end of the day, the punchline is, do you, Chris, do you trust me? Yeah. yeah. And I'm still, dude, I, it's not, when I finally got married, I was like, oh, we made it. We made it. <laughs> it's going to happen. And, and, and he's like, oh, Oh, my child, my son, you just got started. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, here's the next season of challenge. Right. Uh, as it becomes to managing, becoming a man, becoming a husband, becoming a father, managing your thoughts, managing your eyes, managing your ears, managing what you speak, how you yeah. treat and, and view your wife. And, uh, who, you know, so the, anyway, there's more there. But yes. to stay focused on the story, I want, I want, uh, one thing that was, was for me, not a hint of sexual immorality, I boiled it down to nothing. And Sathya, my next immediate emotion was fear. I mm. was scared to death that if you don't use it, you'll lose it. It was going to fall <laughs> off. Yeah. I like someone, I need to talk to a doctor. Right. And it's, it's funny now, but, yeah. but in the moment, like, when you're when you decide to to do the right thing, a lot of times there's all these like weird thoughts and stuff that that feel real to you. Yeah, <laughs> or they felt oh, real, yeah. real to me. And and uh, anyway, so those were some. I got there's still some more there, but no, you know, I, I know I'm talking that. a ton, so we'll take a little <laughs> pause, and you can throw some more questions at me. <laughs> no, man, I appreciate the transparency. It's really really good. Can you? Can you talk a little bit about your dating period? Um, your your story is synonymous with mine. So Shaloma and I had both um, made mistakes in previous relationships for sure. Uh, but by the time we had gone together, we had both separately made our vows to God that, you know, in our next relationship, we were going to honor, you know, honor his, his boundaries around that and not have sex until marriage. And uh, we were successful in that regard. And we had a lot of friends who after we got married, they're like, okay, now that you're married, like what really happened? And we were like, no, we actually, you know, we actually upheld it. Um, but I think it's kind of a rarity. You know, people, people are a little bit surprised to hear that we did that and that we were actually successful in it. And I know you and your wife were as well. You dated for six years, you mentioned. Um, yep. Long time. That's a long time to, to, to keep it all at bay. Um, so I guess my question is for the single guys that are listening to this, um, that hear that and are like, dude, how, how on earth yeah. did you go six years? Um, how would you convey maybe the value of doing that? Why is that so important? And I'm also thinking about the dads that are listening who maybe have kids that are, that are that age or are, you know, obviously going to be that age one day. How, how are you? I mean, I, I know you have at least one son. You mentioned three kids. Um, yeah. how are, how are you conveying that value as well? Or, or how will you convey that value of, Here's why waiting is so important, and here's why God instructs it of us. Yeah, so so let's talk about. Um, I I think that's a really important question you're asking. Is what's the why do this? Like right. why even go this path? Yeah. 
Um, he, let me, here's here's the first one that comes to mind to me. Uh, look, when when um, you know, frankly, my wife's just not like you know her her drive is uh, generally less than mine. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Like the refractionary period or something? The the time that's after, between. That's afterwards. <laughs> yeah, the... yeah, yeah. It's like after like recovery. Like in all categories, mine's faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and so, um, you know, th- this all being said, when she's like mentally, emotionally, like not there or struggling, frustrated with something, or we're having, you know, kids and, you know, after we have kids or just you're pregnant unless a lot's going on, um, you know, it's like, well, I have needs and da, 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 da. It's like inside, I have the confidence and the ability to manage my drive. I'm in control, mm. not my drive. Yeah, God's in control, not my drive. Yeah. And so there's that hard line of, I know I, I can go years. You know why? Because I did. <laughs> and I'm like, thir- I'm th- what am I now? I'm 36 now. I'm not 18. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 22. True. Holy yeah. crap, man. Like, you know, th- thankfully, you know, I don't know what my T levels are, my testosterone, but man, the ads are really increasing once you hit your 30s. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. So they know, you know, so, you know, my drive is definitely different yeah. and, and less than it than it was. Yeah. And I had to manage it when it was higher. And, and dude, Bro, I, it's like I didn't slap myself every five seconds, and yeah. and I poured myself a, gr- a long day, 14, 16, 18, whatever, just super long days. Yeah. I I just started accomplishing other things because, dude, if I wasn't just inundated with anything else productive, like I I would get into trouble. Um, yeah. and so it was kind of a that was one of the strategies of managing it to, to tie the. I'm, I know I'm kind of jump sharing a couple things. The punchline is for me and my marriage, knowing that I can put my wife and her needs first and, and that I don't have to succumb or, or, you know, feel weak or, or get mad or frustrated. Cause I've been mad and frustrated before. I'm like, you know, it's been this amount of time. Da, da, da. Um, and I should have, and I've done the dishes. I've taken all the trash I'm providing. I'm da, da, you know, I can, right get on my me theology and or meology and and I soapbox and I deserve and da 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 it's like you know what you deserve you deserve death and god forgives you all the time and he's king you're welcome for life by the way chris today you're welcome for eyesight being able to hear taste smell touch working body and health but we can just skip over like all the thoughts energy gift talent ability sure we can just discard all that you're well mm. you know so there's like this gratitude reset <laughs> yeah and say you know he's good I look to God to fulfill all my needs physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. I like the five buckets. Yeah. And then I get to bring a hundred percent of that into the marriage and B gets to do Beth is my wife. And I, we, I call her B um, <laughs> gets to do the same. And so yeah. it's not some compromise and I deserve, and the, get, you get this weird uh, energy where you're focused on each other rather than his goodness. And it totally yes. screws up the relationship if that's not in check. Mm. Okay. Really good. Really good. And I, I think that I, I personally wish that vision was cast more for me. Um, cause I think it's, it's a lot more compelling, you know, when you sort of frame it that way and why waiting is so impactful. Um, you also mentioned, so, um, I, I feel like if I don't bring this up, you won't because you're a really humble guy, but you are, you really are a high performer in so many senses of the words. You've had, um, a bunch of multi-million dollar companies. Uh, you're you're a tech entrepreneur right now, and you know you've done some really really powerful things already with that company. You competed on America Ninja Warrior for I think was it three seasons? Um, uh, yep, yep, three seasons. Yeah. Um, which is obviously like incredible. So you know, uh, very uh, very multi-dimensional and very successful in in multiple areas. And you mentioned that quitting pornography and kind of just drawing a really hard line on like not even a hint of sexual immorality like you were saying earlier has actually fueled some of your success in other areas of your life. Why is that? The mental and emotional um, discipline and and character that was built in that season of life. Now listen, business has kicked me in the goat sack, Sathya, for lack of a better way of saying it, Mm. um, hard. 
like there's times where I didn't know how I was going to make it. Uh, I have trips to the hospital where I'm got ulcers and my heart's not beating right anymore. And apparently I was stressed as the doctor told me. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, you're like, no, I'm good. And they're like, no, you're, what do you, how do you live? They're like, you're not good. You know, I'm uh, like, but this is life for me. You know, it's like yeah. my body started telling on me how to make changes. All right. So all like, yes, it's business has been very humbling. It's been very challenging. And I would still, as you, as you accurately described rank, you know, waiting for marriage as way more exhausting and, and challenging. <laughs> and it's, it's just, you know, the drive, the thoughts, like I, you can't, you gotta be on every moment, every day, yeah, every moment, yeah. every day. And at night, even more because you're tired and your guards down and da, 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 it's like even harder. And so finding ways to navigate and manage that. Um, but what that built in me, um, it established a, a, you know, look like I didn't give my Sundays to Christ. I gave my life to Christ because yeah. he first gave me life. And it's like, how, how is he, this is, you know, you know, my temple, the temple that he's given me, the life that he's given me, gift, talent, and ability. How am I stewarding that every moment, every day? I should be on that path anyway. Yeah. Or, or just don't be a Christian and go do whatever you want. Anything yeah. in between is misery. Mm. <laughs> like just yeah. ignore everything and just, you got one <laughs> life, do whatever that be, you know, selfish and just go do what you want to do or yeah. do it all, do it all. And it will be uncomfortable, be crazy uncomfortable, but It'll be a path that that gives and blesses beyond anything that you you know deep down that you could ever possibly even think of that alone create on your own. Hmm. And so those are the things that were being built. And as that, you know, you know, uh, it took me a couple of years to really get porn masturbation consistently out of my life. It was like, cool, I made it a month. Okay, cool, I made it three. You know, and screw up. And then I made it like four months, and then I screw up. And then I made it like eight months. And, by the time I was 18, you know, that then it was, it, I was, I haven't, I've not looked at porn um, or, or masturbated since I was 18. That's amazing. And part of that journey, just a quick side note is there was like some other buddy. He's like, I never do that. I was like, what the, how do you never, what do you mean you never do? It was the thought. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. But one, but this is crazy. Someone listening, watching once I knew, once I knew it was possible, yeah. I knew it was possible. Yeah, I was like, well, not a hint of sexual immorality. Maybe it is yes. possible. And that thought began, that was, you know, just another ingredient in the blender, Cynthia. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so th that stirred well, in sorry, me. Sorry, let me yeah. pause you there for a sec. That's really cool you mentioned that because it's one thing that we actually really encourage of our audience is to surround yourself with stories of success because it is such an uphill battle and your brain will tell you that it's not possible. Yeah. And you need that constant reminder that it is, you know. And so that's why I'm very adamant. I share my own story on here all the time. The guys are probably sick of it, but I don't really care because I know they need to keep hearing it. You know, they need to keep yeah. hearing it because your brain just needs that reminder that exactly like you said, it is possible. And every story is different from one to the next. It doesn't even matter. It's just you just need to hear there's another person on planet Earth who who successfully accomplished this. And if he did it then I'm going to figure out a way to do it too. So I really appreciate you sharing that, man. That's really cool. Yeah. And I would say like, you know, so I'm 36. So, you know, almost 20 years. Yeah, that's half your year yeah. or half your life. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I will say like, I mean, dude, it is a thousand times better. I get it. I get it. The rush, the hit, the lust, the, the moment, the, all the, whatever it, it's garbage. It is garbage. Mm. <laughs> compared to the peace and the power that is available um with it it's it's just not even close yeah and so when when you're in that zone of you're in it it's like it's hard to even imagine when you're in that zone where you're done with it but you're trying to like transition out but you're like i don't know it's still kind of cool but i really want it you know you're like bipolar you know yeah. or if you, maybe i felt like it at you know times um do it do it, yeah. do it a hundred percent, do it and never look back and, and you'll never regret it. No one ever works out and eats, you know, the best they've ever eaten. They work out the best they ever have and they do it for an entire year. They're in the best shape they've ever been Sithi, in their entire life. They feel yeah. better. They can jump higher, do all the things. No one gets to that spot and be like, damn, that was a waste of a year. Yeah. Right. Said nobody. Yeah, Said nobody. True. And, and the, 
the the mental clarity, the the confidence, the i the the strength and identity to my core, to my soul. When I look my wife in her eyes, when I look my kids, my son, my sons, my daughter in the eyes, um, it is it it is not even close. Mm-hmm. Run the other direction. Get it out of your life to yeah. immediately and never look back and yeah. and you'll never regret it. hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I appreciate the, uh, the sincerity. Can you talk about, you, you mentioned kind of the productivity journey. So like, uh, as a young guy, full of energy, full of ambition, running a hundred miles a minute in all the different directions, you know, health and fitness and business and entrepreneurship, um, and then your doctors and your body kind of telling you like, Hey, this is not sustainable. I'm, I guess I'm just curious at this age, you know, given your, your years of experience now, uh, and you know, all the different things you've kind of done in your life, like American Ninja Warrior, for example, just such a cool thing to have on a resume as an entrepreneur, you know, most entrepreneurs can never really have something like that. But, um, since you've went through that journey where, you know, your body's telling you, Hey, you, you can't keep doing this. This isn't sustainable. Yeah. Um, you're, you're involved with your church. You have three kids who are very active and keep you busy. What are you learning right now about productivity while you continue to grow a multi-million dollar company and, and juggle everything else? Um, so here's what I hear at the end is you're saying like, like, how do I juggle that? Is that the main, I want to make sure I hit the how, question. Right? Yeah. How are you, how are you being productive in an effective way without burning mm-hmm. out? Because I think, you know, even if you're not a business owner, a lot of people listening are juggling, you know, people living pay- paycheck to yeah. paycheck in some ways maybe are under more stress than a business owner because they they got they got their own cares, right? Um, yeah. how, are, how are you being productive and how are you managing everything? Oh, man. These are uh, – so I'm going to share you, share with you, Cynthia, some some lies and some truths that, that yeah. I've, you know, discovered in, that are exactly on point with what you're asking. And I wish I would have known these years ago. Um, and like both, both my parents grew up on a farm. So there's this sun up, sun down mentality, like, mm. and you do it with your hands, you know, mm. uh, I'm hungry. I'm sick. I'm tired. I, get it done. Right. Get it done. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, um, you know, like that's, that's, and that's good too, by the way, like, you know, work at the world needs way more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but to say focus, here's, here's some lies and here's some truths. The times that I feel burned out overwhelmed. I feel stuck. I feel my drive, not sex drive, like just ambition drive towards vision and, and, you know, goal. Um, and, and I feel like hope just go away. Like I just, it's like apathy. I start to feel numb and I don't care. Um, (laughs) it's usually my first thought is like, okay, write down all my pains, fears, doubts, go take a nap. (laughs) and then revisit these and see how you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) But when when it's a little bit deeper than that, um, here's what happens almost 100% of the time. Um, I'm, I'm doing more than I was called and designed to do. Hmm. And so the lie is that I have to do it. I just need to show up and say, yes. See, here's, here's something that, and this is where the faith and the trust, but this is where, uh, the faith, my faith and my trust in God's goodness and his power and how he shows up and how he creates and what he does. I'm, I'm, I know, I know him. I know glimpses of him. He's so good, but yeah. yet I still only know a fraction of him. I'm still learning who he is and how he views me and how he operates. And it's in this area of provision and protection. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, you provide Chris. No, I'm, I'm Abba father, protector provider. Mm-hmm. You have you have lost your way and you're taking on my role. Hmm. It's your, you are, you are a slave to righteousness. You are a servant of the most high. Yeah. And, and what a relief. Some people might not like those words, but what a relief that is. I don't have to carry what I was carrying. I was trying to like this, Cynthia, what did the disciples say, you know, to Jesus to like, I, you know, Jesus, I want to sit at the right hand of the father, just like you. What does he say? He says, you have no idea what you ask, (laughs) right? You have no idea what you can't handle it. You can't bear it. And, and that's okay. He's God and we're not, and that is okay. And so, you know, check this out. This is what helped me kind of move forward. Here's the truth sign is 
we we bring the loaves and the fish and he multiplies them the challenge sometimes is respecting and trusting that when you say yes and you show up and do the little that he asks, even though it doesn't make sense and it's not going to bring all the revenue and it's not going to build the whole company and complete the whole vision that you see, even though it's not going to do that, you bring forward your offering with a cheerful heart and a faithful heart. What's I have it up on my board, uh, Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. It's not, it's not mm. you will, you want, it's impossible to please him. Wow. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. And mm. so we bring our offering in faith and, and, and remembering who he is and putting our faith there. Listen, we're going to put our faith in fear. We're going to put it in him. We're going to put our faith somewhere. The question is, where is, where are we putting it? But when we put it in him, um, he multiplies. And yeah. Cynthia, I was just sharing like a, a a story with you, you know, before we were getting started, I've been beating my head against the wall in one particular area of business for 12 months and have successfully failed a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> and without all the details, cause it's a whole thing. Let me just give everyone the punchline is I finally shifted my focus from my pain from my problems, from all of my effort and everything I was doing and blah, blah, blah. And I shifted it to his goodness. What does that look like? That looked like me focusing every morning. Not, not I would read, I would speak out loud, I would think and meditate and write those four things and, mm -hmm. and worshiping him on who I would, I wouldn't even ask for anything. I'm yeah. simply praising and yeah, adoring. I'm speaking his name and who he is and all yep. the different, there's like 20 plus names for God. I didn't even know this and speaking all these things. And while I'm focused on his goodness, the doubt, the fear, the strongholds and darkness that is in my life begin to lose their power and their grip all while I'm doing nothing. And he is multiplying and doing everything. Mm. And in that particular part of business, the department came with the ideas. The department started just forming, like magically coming together. Yeah. And, and, and I've been working on that particular thing for actually over a year. And, yeah. and I would be a fool not to admire and give credit where credit's due saying, wow, all I did was start praying. All I did was start focusing on his goodness and worshiping. And look, he did more with zero of my effort than I did with all of my effort for over 12 months. Wow. He is the most, so when you're feeling over, I really hope someone catches, you know, what I'm saying is like, cause it's, I don't, even if you're not an entrepreneur, man, if you're a husband, how about if you're a dad and you're feeling overwhelmed, stuck, and you don't know that I'm doing the same thing in my, in my rela relationships too, by the way, mm. we got stuff that we're like unsettled with in schooling. We've been homeschooling the whole time. We tried a micro private school for our oldest and we're taking him out of that. Like, it, yeah, I mean, there's easy answers. We could just, you know, do all kinds of solutions, but we're listening to what he's saying and it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable and it's very challenging, but either we trust him or we don't. Wow. And so we're, we're stepping forward in that area. We're step in our marriage and how we're, we're, we've, we're taking, we wrote a mission and a vision statement for our marriage and we're walking forward in that. And that's uncomfortable and challenging too. And we're listening and trusting him. And there's things that I can't say every husband's out there and anything, there's things that you see in your wife and you, and you love her and you're there to support her and fix and help. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I started focusing on his goodness there, she just started having, and I was writing them down. I'm, and I, I'll share more about this at a later time. Cause it's, we're kind of in it right now, but I'm writing these things down. I'm saying none of it, and I'm watching it come uh, through her and her taking action, doing things that she's never done before. Uh, that's mm. that's helping her walk in in uh, you know in, in spiritually and health and and I'm like this God is so good. It's His <laughs> power. It's His grace. It's not just some nice, warm, fuzzy thing to say. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really good, man. Um, maybe to tie some of this together, what does it, what does it look like for you to, cause I, I'm kind of hearing this underlying tone of surrender. Like you talked about how important that was earlier, where it was not about fighting the urges and the temptations. It was about surrendering to him. And I hear you kind of saying the same thing now, 
you know, 18, 20 years later in business, in sort of the craziness of life of raising little kids. And you talked about schooling. And I know that's something you've been vocal about um, separately. And I, I, I remember just hearing some of your thoughts about it. Um, what, is, what does it look like to surrender? What are uh, You mentioned all the things you're doing, which sound like amazing. I'm just curious if there's anything in particular that really keeps things in perspective and allows you to relinquish control. And I'm honestly, I'm asking selfishly because I feel like this is something I'm going through right now in my own season. And I, I, I'm going to guess that I'm probably not the only person, uh, in that boat. What, what does it look like for you to, to surrender? And how do you know when Chris Baden is actually surrendered to the Lord? Yeah. A great question. There's two things that come to mind here. One is kind of how a new definition of success that I have. And number two is that it's a process. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll go on that and I'll go on that order. Yeah. Um, in terms of success, like my new definition, and I heard this from a fellow entrepreneur, um, you know, the definition of success is being uh, aligned with with God's purpose and calling and, and where he has you. Well, that might equal revenue, it might not equal revenue, it might equal this business, it might equal working for someone, it might equal ministry, it might, I don't, listen, if you're, if you're seeking him first, Matthew 6, 33. Yes. You're seeking him first and, and, and he's speaking and you are moving and taking action. And even, I'm not saying it's easy, uh, or, or helpful or convenient. In fact, it's probably not going to be now he is a rewarder. He is good. I'm not speaking doom and gloom here. You'll have more peace than you've ever in power than you've ever felt before. At the same time, uh, when you're in that position, that's success to me. And so even this year, there are some new dark places, uh, you know, unfortunately that I, uh, seasons that I needed to walk through, um, what he was speaking to me and what he was building in me and it just reaffirmed. I'm like, God, I I know that I know that I know that I'm, I'm listening. I'm not doing what I'm doing, you know, for any other reason other than he told me this is what to do. And so to me, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm succeeding. Now there's yeah. circumstances and environment and outcomes and results that yeah. I am focused on. And those are, are surrendered and I'd like to be different, um, but not outside of his will. And that yeah. brings me a sense of peace. Uh, so that's the first bullet point. The second one is knowing that it's a process. It's like, well, Chris, I've already done this. Or like, what does that look like? It, mm. It's a, you know, it's not something you just like do and then it's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a commitment. It's a choice, you know, yep. not a hint of sexual immorality. That was a layer of surrender. That was a part of my life where I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want it. Like what's, I forget the commercial is a Burger King, like you know, make it your way or something like, yeah, I'm kind of about that right now. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I got some ideas. I think it's going to be great. And, you know, traits and, you know, figure girls or, t- you know, I'm like, I got some ideas, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, you can go that route you know, but everything's permissible, but is it beneficial? Mm. And that's a big one that I've, you know, I haven't got down the conversation with my, my kids yet. They're seven and younger, sure. um, but I am, we're, we're, um, yeah, sorry. I'm, this is a good side note for someone. Someone's got to hear this because it just hit me. So I'm going to listen to it. We're going to flow with it, but yeah, do it. what I have been doing with my kids is a parenting, you know, concept. I was like, Ooh, their ability to identify and manage dopamine is going to be a very valuable skill. Yes. So yeah. while today it's not, I don't need to really educate on the sexual, this is just my thoughts and stuff, sexuality stuff. We're, we're focused on playing, having fun, building skills, laundry skills, dish skills, math, reading, you know, kit playing all the time, you know, being very creative. Like it's such a cool season of, of life, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's all there. But video games, sugar. Those two alone are massive dopamine hits that spiral moods like none other. And letting them know is like, who, who decides who, how you feel? Oh, I do. Mm. Yes, you are in control. Not your emotions, not your right. thoughts. You get to decide. And motion creates emotion. Mm. If you start going, you might feel crappy right now, but if you start head the right direction, Good point. you'll shift. And so we, we have tools. We have breath. We have movement. We have food. We have yes. water. We have these different tools. We can start praying and focusing on something greater than ourselves. And these are things that we I actively practice with my kids. And I don't talk about it. We just do it. And then I, and I say, now, how do you feel? And I feel great. Yeah. You know what? We call them pull-up breaks. 
we got a ninja ninja warrior stuff we got a ninja cube in our backyard we go outside and they hit some pull-ups you know maybe we go do a task and go pick up dog dog poop we do work work Mm -hmm. is worship when it's done correctly yeah and it's it's not it's more for us than it is you know anyway so it's like that helps these are tools these are practices that unlock you sound mind and help us feel better. and this isn't like spiritual stuff. This is just human pragmatic stuff of managing dopamine. Yeah. And when we don't understand our bodies or how to manage some of this stuff, when you introduce, you know, other foods or sex or other things that are dopamine, we we become weak and vulnerable and thinking that we're powerless. And the reality yeah. is we're not. We just gave it away. <laughs> That's so good, man. It's so true. And I love that you're conscious of, you know, passing that along to your kids. Cause I do agree that's gonna separate the wheat from the chaff so to speak and this next generation is going to be that ability to concentrate to focus and you know to to ditch the dopamine addiction so i love it chris um really quickly tell us about the the business you're working on and if people want to find out more about it where they can go yeah 100 so the current project i've been working on is flowchat.com f-l-o-w chat.com it's a sales tool um so you know if you have like you know, e- your email autoresponders or SMS. Um, we're covering a, a gap that we saw in the market in direct messaging, social media direct messaging, and uh, we we help companies. Usually, companies use us for you know three or four different purposes. Uh, one is acquisition, just building like niche targeted lead lists on social media. You can import from Facebook groups. You can import from likes or comments. Uh, your posts or other people's posts, wherever you find your potential prospects on social, you can click a button, you can import them to build your list and then start running direct message campaigns to build no like and trust in, re- in relationship. So there's the acquisition side. Some use it for recruiting. Some use it for raising capital. And the fourth one, some people use it for finding strategic partnerships, like one to many or like brand deals or you know, uh, OPA, other people's audience, you know, the dream 100 of people that are already serving your audience and you able to build, you know, reach out to them and build a relationship with, you know, them. And, um, you know, this, this was a, a project that, um, I just, I, there was a download one day, this is the best way I know how to describe it. And I saw this yeah. three year path for about two and a half years into this path. What hit me in seconds took me hours to explain and kind of express audibly to my wife. And it's taken me years to execute on, Sure, um, you know, but he, but he's good. We're, we're here to serve other entrepreneurs and, and help them get their message out uh, yeah. to those markets that they're called to serve yeah. and connect in a real genuine way. And, and part of that communication pattern is direct message on social media. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. If people want to find out more about it, more about you, uh, how can they do that, Chris? Yeah. So on on the business side, flowchat.com is a great resource. Oh, yes. You mentioned that. Yep. You know, it's okay. Um, some other resources, though, like our our Facebook group is free, uh, Flowchat. It's a, a multi-chat, you know, uh, multi-platform chat management uh, tool. And our, also our YouTube channel, there's, there's hundreds of free videos on there. Um, we, we've been building, I've been employing myself and others the last 15 years of my life. Uh, I've built, you know, four different companies in four different industries in the last seven years and all did at least, you know, minimum seven figures per year in sales. And it's been exhausting. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, gr- grateful for that. And, uh, we, we've learned a lot about sales and customer journey and, and we share a lot of those findings just for free as a resource. Yeah. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I I'm I'm a husband. I'm a father. And I I know that life. And we serve those people. And I I just I I want to see them. I know what it feels like to get kicked in the teeth. And yeah. I know what it feels like to finally break through and, and win. And I want more more other entrepreneurs to to feel that. So those are good resources. And cool. Um, yeah, I'm on all the socials. So yeah. Okay, you got it, man. We'll put the links in the show notes to, to all of that. In the meantime, Chris, uh, thanks for your time today, man. This is awesome. Appreciate you, man. Okay, well, there you have it. That was Chris Baden talking about, man, we talked about just about everything under the sun. Uh, really appreciate that guy. Appreciate his wisdom. 
And I encourage you, you know, if you are in business and if his tool sounded interesting to you, uh, you're looking to up your sales. Uh, he's got a really good thing going and they have really helped a lot of businesses these last couple of years. Um, and if you're listening to this, you know, you're hearing about how Chris quit pornography at a young age, how much better it made his life. And now you're seeing all the accolades and accomplishments that have come from his freedom. And you're saying, Sathya, I want that for me. I know that pornography is holding back my productivity. I know that I should be maybe in business or at least more involved at church or climbing the ranks at work, but I am unfocused, I'm unproductive, and I'm really not achieving at my potential because of porn addiction, then I would love for you to check out our program. It's called Deep Clean. We can get to the roots of that. We can have you on a completely different trajectory in a very short amount of time. And um, and really, all you need to do is book a call with someone from our team. Uh, we want to sit down with you. We want to see if you're a good fit for what we're doing. We're a little bit picky about the people we work with. We do want to make sure we can help you. And obviously, we want to make sure that you're confident uh, that we can help you as well. Everything And if everything looks like a fit, then we can move forward. So if you want some more details, I can't share them all here. But you can click a book a call with Sathya's team. We'll send you a couple videos uh, detailing what we do and what we're up to. And we'd love to see you there. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you share this with somebody in your life that you think could benefit from it. Uh, you just don't know how one piece of content could change the entire trajectory of somebody's life. And uh, and if you got some value from, from this episode, that just could be it. So make sure you spread the love. In the meantime, cheering you guys on. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.